Hello, my beautiful, beautiful souls. I'm your host, Autumn Hart, and this is the From the Heart podcast. I'm so excited today because I had a shit week, and this is honestly just one of those opportunities where I was sitting around thinking to myself, I need to release this shit So that inspired me to name this episode a sweet, sweet release. Today I want to talk about letting go of things that do not serve you. This is one of the most difficult things that you'll start to learn to do on your journey, but it is also the sweetest feeling. Due to us all having incredibly different lives and incredibly different childhoods and upbringings, the level of things that we need to release or the types of things that we need to release are all usually very different, but also very the same. What I mean by that is toxic relationships are like number one on my list of things to release. Having that kind of negative energy constantly surrounding you and not helping you grow it's so deteriorating to the soul, you know? You have to have positivity and enlightenment and joy and love and happiness constantly in your life in order to be able to manifest more of those things. You know, we are energetic matches to the universe and that means the things that are on our mind and in our subconscious in the way that we're feeling is a reflection of the things that will come back to us. So sometimes it's difficult, well a lot of the times, especially in toxic relationships, it's very difficult to remove yourself from that situation because a lot of the time the uh, toxic person in the relationship is a manipulator. And something that I've noticed from being in several very manipulative, very toxic, abusive relationships is that the toxic person likes to play victim. So playing victim is a defense mechanism. Y'all have to uh, excuse my dog barking. Um, (laughs) playing victim is just a defense mechanism for someone who's not dealing with something that they're going through. So someone who hasn't released their own demons, a lot of the times from their childhood or from, you know, early young adulthood, you'll find people are, you know, either come out of a toxic relationship with a, with a girlfriend, boyfriend, or, um, have toxic relationships with their parents. Well, they tend to carry that behavior, from whatever toxic person was in their life, they tend to carry over that behavior and start doing those exact same things because they're conditioned to believe that that is how you can get what you want. And I think it's mostly subconscious. I think, you know, a lot of times manipulators don't see themselves as being manipulators. I think they see themselves as um, being able to get what they want or being able to protect themselves um, emotionally. But the unfortunate thing is that it comes at the expense of whoever they're hurting. Now, this is where I love to make reference to the books that I love so much, uh, The Four Agreements in particular, because um, 
you know, we know not to take things personally from the four agreements. We also know not to make assumptions. And when you don't make assumptions and you, you know, are kind of able to look at the situation and see that hurt people hurt people, then, you know, at that point you can kind of reassess and, you know, think to yourself, well, is this really healthy for me to be in this right now? Or is this something that I can remove myself from and, you know, potentially protect myself from further hurt? But, you know, that is what is difficult because I think, One thing that I've truly learned is that we accept a level of pain and hurt from ourselves that we don't accept from others. And you will always hurt yourself more than you allow others to hurt you. The problem is, is that if you look at someone who's in an extremely abusive relationship, this has been me in the past, I was so self-loathing in that relationship that when he said I was worthless, I believed it. But that's because I saw myself as being worthless before he even told me. And it wasn't because that is what I was. I certainly am not. But in that relationship, in that manipulative kind of like trapped in a corner mentality that I was in, I got used to playing the victim too because I was constantly seeing that victim mentality from him, him never taking responsibility for any of his actions, always just begging for me to forgive him, but you know, never really taking accountability, never really doing anything to change those actions, just essentially you know, saying whatever he needed to in order to get back in my good graces. Well, it's difficult, you know? It's hard. We're human. We want to fix all the broken puppies out there. If you're an empath, you probably especially deal with this. I realize that some of my friends that are not empaths, um, they are really quick to be like, nope, not taking your bullshit. Walk away. Me, I'm like, oh, the more damage, the better. Come at me with all of your problems. And unfortunately, this is in so much more than relationships for me. I'm really happy to say that I'm in a very healthy relationship now where we have great communication. There's not manipulation. I have self-awareness and emotional maturity. He does as well. He's been to therapy. I've been to therapy. We're actively working through things. But unfortunately, in a lot of friendships that I have, those boundaries are not the same. I can point out things to my friends all day long, but it doesn't matter if they're not in a place where they're willing to listen or they're willing to see that in themselves and choose to grow from it. And a hard lesson that I've learned this week is you can't expect from other people what you give. And it's almost... It was kind of sad whenever I was thinking about it because I was trying to find a good quote to put on IG to express my feelings. And it was something along the lines of, you cannot expect so much from people. And that's sad because, you know, you do expect certain things from people. You expect certain things in relationships. And ultimately, though, what you should be expecting is boundaries for yourself. And you should expect a level of love for yourself that you just don't tolerate those types of people. And the real matter of the fact is you shouldn't be continuing relationships with people who can't meet you where you're at. And that doesn't mean you can't love them from afar. It doesn't mean you can't have relationships with them at all. But it is so important that you manage your own mental health and your own 
um, feelings toward those people first. I think for me, it's hard because I'm in a situation where pretty much all of my best friends are moving pretty far away from me. And I don't have a lot of best friends to begin with. I have a very small friend group. Um, but almost everyone is is moving away this year out of state. So it's been really difficult for me to kind of manage finding new friends or dealing with the fact that these relationships are going to change because we're no longer in proximity. So um, I've kind of got into this weird situation with a friend where she's kind of done a lot of things that have really, really deeply wounded me. But I mean, they are deeply wounding me because there's things that have happened in my childhood that I compare it to. And those are things that I have to work through because ultimately no one can hurt you. You can only be, you can only allow yourself to be hurt by people. And so it's one of those things that I've been wrestling with. Uh, My dad's a therapist. I was talking to my dad about it yesterday and, you know, he's, he's just kind of reassuring me. He goes, Autumn, you know this, like, you know that no one is trying to intentionally, unless they were hurt by you in some way, most of the time, no one's trying to intentionally hurt you. Their actions may be hurting you, but most of the time people don't see their actions the way that you see their actions. And this is so true. And this is where don't make assumptions is like, just put it in bold right across the top. Don't make assumptions. That's me making an assumption that my friend meant to hurt me. And by the actions that she did, anyone looking at the situation would be like, yeah, obviously that was super petty of her. That seems like, you know, a bitchy thing to say. But she might not see it that way. And considering she's not an empath, I absolutely can guarantee she doesn't. And that's all right. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to not take it personally because I know in her heart, she has a good heart and she's a good friend and she loves me and I love her. So I'm going to not take it personally. I'm going to not make assumptions about what she meant by saying it. I just have to do the best that I can to manage my own feelings and manage what I allow to affect me emotionally. This is so difficult, you guys. It's especially difficult if you're an empath, and I'll say it 100,000 times. It is different. If you're not an empath, fucking thank your lucky stars because it's really a blessing and a curse. It is so difficult to carry the burden of other people's emotions along with your own and feel it so amplified. It's hard to just turn it off. You know, you can't really... And that's why a lot of empaths um, become substance abusers because they like the feeling of numbing out the emotions or being able to just kind of black out so they don't have to experience it anymore. It's sad, but it's true. You know, there's a lot of empaths out there that are struggling with substance abuse because of the fact that their gift is so overwhelming. But, you know, that is why... You know, it is a gift because if you can master it, if you can master self-awareness and just being able to see past your own bullshit, uh, see past the the victim inside of you, um, kind of like move past that victimhood and actually 
take steps to work through what you're going through, man, your life's going to change. Your life will change. Your perspective will change. I will recommend it 100,000 times over. Read the four agreements. If this is something you struggle with, if you feel like the world is against you, if you feel like people are against you, if you feel like you've been betrayed by everyone in your life, read the four agreements. If your friends come to you for advice, if they you know, look to you for to you know as a gossip, they want to tell you about people in their life and they want validation, read the four agreements. You know, it's our responsibility to make humanity better. And in the generation that we live in in this world in this decade, it's fucked up, you guys. Like we live in the absolute worst time ever for self-love. I mean, this this world that we live in, it trains us to believe that we're not good enough. You know, everything's filtered, everything's photoshopped, everything is fake online. This true authenticity that we have inside of us, it becomes not good enough for us because we don't have, you know, a private jet to prove for it or we're not able to buy a house or drive a Maserati. So we compare ourselves to others and we start comparing our self-worth to a false image that other people put online. So that being said, it's really important that we are able to use tools that are accessible to us, like reading a super short book that can completely change your perspective on yourself and your life and the circumstances that surround you and the circumstances that are constantly coming toward you in your life. It's a beautiful thing when you are able to, what I say is get woke (laughs) or get enlightened Um, for me, I'll say like whenever I read the four agreements and I finally finished the book, like every, every chapter that you go through, it's like light bulb, light bulb, light bulb, like crazy moment in life where you realize like all these things that you've experienced in life, all the pain that your parents or foster parents or step parents or grandparents or, you know, friends, family, siblings, whatever, all the damage that you've kind of um, agreed to and accepted, you start to realize that it's none of it is your fault um, and that people's actions are just a reflection of what is inside them. So my friend, one of my best friends, she just moved to San Diego and I've been literally shoving this book down her throat for like six months been really trying to get her to read it because of conversations that we had her telling me about, you know, uh, family situations that she's been dealing with and friend situations and stuff like that. I'm just like, man, you got to read the four agreements. Like you have to read this book. It will give you a lot of perspective and it will allow you the space to heal because it will reveal things that are already within you, but it will reveal those things to you so that you can have a different perspective and you can start healing. So, of course, she's she just moved uh, last week. She called me. She's holding the book. She's like, I've been reading it. I'm only two chapters in, but I am like, uh, 
it's like all these flashes are coming up in my life and I'm starting to like think back to these different wounds that I had and I'm starting to make new agreements and I'm starting to like heal those things and I'm like it is a beautiful thing when you just release what doesn't serve you we harbor so much hurt from our lifetimes and we just keep it like buried in our emotional house in a closet and we try to make it all pretty on the outside or pretty in the front room so people looking through the window see that we have it all together but really we are just closets and rooms filled floor to ceiling with emotional garbage that we have allowed ourselves to hold on to and we almost feel like if we hold on to the spite or the anger that it's like some sort of like it'll heal us over time I think we we try to make excuses for why we hold grudges but all you're doing by holding a grudge is hurting yourself You know, the people around you, the people who you may be mad at, they're going to move on for the most part. Like they'll probably move on. They'll say their piece if they feel like, you know, if they see it from your perspective, they'll say their piece if they want to, and then they'll move on with their life. But if you continue to hold on to something that doesn't serve you, that type of low vibration, negative energy, that negative attachment, that's going to haunt you for years and it's going to haunt every relationship that you get into for the rest of your life. You know, if it's a friendship, if it's a relationship, it's going to haunt you. It's going to drag all that garbage into a new relationship and you'll start to compare other people to those types of situations. So this is why things that I recommend like going to therapy and talking about your problems and actually facing your own pain those things are so important you guys if you're not facing it then it's still in that closet and you know what one day you're gonna let someone into your emotional house and they're gonna go peeking around the corners and they're gonna go open the door and say what's this and all of your emotional garbage is gonna come out and it's gonna hurt you and you're gonna push them away and it's gonna be their fault because they poked at your pain but You know, it wouldn't be so painful if you just let it into the light. You know, as long as you keep something in the dark, it can't be healed. If you bring things to the surface and you bring attention to them, then there's room for them to heal. So take a look at those things in your life, those wounds that really hurt you, those things that you don't feel comfortable talking about and ask yourself why you don't feel comfortable talking about them. It's because you're afraid. You're afraid to heal. You're afraid of what might happen if you actually allow yourself to heal. I think, you know, we'd rather hide in a dark cave than face what might be out there. And the thing is, is that there is a beautiful world full of love. And if we are beings that are full of love and we are not operating on fear, then, you know, those good loving things, those good loving people are going to come to us. But if we're constantly hiding things, the truth will always be revealed. And the longer you try to push those things away and hide them, the longer it's going to take for you to get to the next step in life where you can grow, where you can be in a healthy relationship. You might find that you are the one who is consistent in all the relationships going wrong. Say, 
You know, you're a relationship ruiner. You're a self-sabotager. Why is that? It's not because you're not worthy of love. It's not because there's anything wrong with you. It's because you're not dealing with something that is causing you to act like this. You haven't let go of those wounds from the past. And so you're going to carry them with you in your emotional house and you're going to leave all the doors closed, but eventually the doors are going to bust open because there's not enough room inside of you to keep it all together all the time. But, you know, start bringing those things to the surface. Go see a therapist, you guys. Go see a freaking therapist. I'm telling you, you may be scared. You may think, well, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. How do I even get into this stuff? Let me tell you, when you feel safe, it just comes. It flows. I was so scared the first time I went to a therapist. Um, The first time I ever went to a therapist, I was probably... 20 or 21 and I went to a therapist because I finally realized that I couldn't keep harboring my emotions about my sexual abuse and I was so afraid that if I talked about it it would make it real and it would make it real to other people and not just me and I thought that I could just hide it but it was causing me so much emotional distress I was getting PTSD. I was constantly reliving that trauma that happened to me and not being able to move forward until I went to therapy. And let me tell you, I sat down on that couch. She probably said two words to me and she like, how's it going or something like that. And I word vomited everything that happened in detail, everything. I cried my eyes out. I said how I felt about it, and I felt the best relief in my life. Like a thousand pound weight had just been lifted off my chest, and I could finally breathe again. I think people are so afraid to heal because they're afraid that other people will see their wounds the same way that they do. But it's okay to heal, it's a beautiful thing to heal. To actually open yourself up and allow yourself space to grow emotionally and spiritually. Y'all, release is the best feeling in the world to not carry burdens. You know, the way I grew up, I grew up Christian. We were told, you know, lay your burdens at God's feet. And so every time I would pray at night, I always prayed that... You know, I could just put all these burdens at God's feet and he would just take them and he would throw them into the ocean and um, take them from me. Now in my belief system, it's the same thing. But to me now, I feel like it is my control. It's something that I have. Like I can hold that damage in my hand. I can open that door. I can pull everything out into the middle of the living room and I can allow my light to just shine down onto these things. I can bring them to light and I can start one by one working through them. I know something that um, I was dealing with that I was talking about earlier um, with my friend who kind of hurt me but doesn't really know she hurt me because I don't want to tell her uh, because I don't think she'll understand. 
is I realized that it's a far deeper wound for me. And it actually, I was trying to think about what the first time I started to kind of feel these feelings toward having relationships with girls. I didn't have any sisters growing up. Um, I had a best friend that lived down the street from me and definitely uh, I think a lot of the reasons for my emotional wounding is because of the very, very on and off kind of toxic relationship I had as a little girl uh, with my neighbor down the street. Uh, She had another friend that was like her cheer friend they were besties and it's like we were best friends like Monday through Friday and then the weekends like her best friend would come over and um like she wouldn't invite me over but I would see them playing or she was in Girl Scout so she would have these Girl Scout parties but uh I literally lived like two houses down from her so I'd have to watch it but I would like not be invited so I would feel rejected um And it was just like little things like that, that, you know, I would hope that if my kid experienced, I could give them the right perspective and understanding to be like, oh, okay, well, you know, they have other friends too, and I'll have other friends too, and everything will be great and swell. But my perspective was that all relationships that I have with women lead to heartbreak and rejection, like a deep sisterhood wound. And it's funny because... As I'm, you know, telling this to my boyfriend and my mom and my dad yesterday, they are, you know, trying to say, well, you know, that seems to me like that's the the constant thing that you talk about in your life about wanting to heal or wanting to um, be able to achieve is relationships with people. Um, in my natal chart, it actually, in my north node, it talks about how in this lifetime, how imperative it is for me to be able to develop healthy relationships. And like in my previous lifetime, I was really focused on myself and developing like self-love. So it totally makes sense to me that in this lifetime, I I have to overcome this hurdle of female relationships. I've never had a problem being friends with guys. I've always had lots of guy friends, but it is so freaking difficult for me with girls. And I think, I, I don't want to say I attract toxic relationships, but I think a lot of the times people are attracted to me because I'm an empath and a lot of people are really attracted to empaths. Like people want to tell me their entire life story. They get into the nitty gritty right when they meet me. I end up knowing so much more about other people than they know about me. And I think for most of my life, I saw value in that. I thought that people needing me um, and people seeking me for counsel meant that they wanted friendship with me or meant that they were my friends. But I started to realize, and honestly, it took me very long time for me to realize this. It's still kind of an ongoing thing that I'm waking up all the time. But um, I started realizing that those aren't necessarily friendships. Those are more of like an opportunity for me to mentor. But the problem with that is too, is if I'm not where I need to be emotionally, then I'm no good for anyone else. If those relationships are harming me, then you know, I'm no good to anyone if I'm not able to work through those 
things myself, you know, and it is within all of us to set boundaries and have healthy relationships. Sometimes it's just difficult to (laughs) actually uh, have the awareness to, you know, see what the situation really is. My therapist was like, hey, this relationship, this relationship, this relationship, super toxic. If I were you, I would go and grace and of course I was like yeah 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 I should totally do that but I got too scared I chickened out so I kept these very toxic relationships going and they continued to hurt me because I allowed myself to be in a situation where I would be hurt so you know I wasn't taking control but now I'm seeing in certain other relationships in my life they have value in other areas of their life and my friendship is not high on their list of values. That doesn't mean we can't be friends, but it does mean that I have to give myself a respectful distance so that I'm not putting myself as an empath in the way of being emotionally hurt again. Because I'm not, you know, a complete completely supernatural yet you know I don't have the abilities to just like turn off my emotions like a switch I have to do what is best for me as far as um, managing my emotions but you know I think if we can all learn to just have that self-awareness if we can look and look at what is making us feel bad and if we can trace that back to the absolute earliest thing that you can compare that to and start to change that agreement and heal that wound, y'all, we will be so much better off. We will really be setting ourselves up for success. Don't forget how good it feels to release. Imagine it like you gained 100 pounds over quarantine, and you can take this magic little pill, and as soon as you take the pill, you literally just drop all the weight. Like you literally just release all of it. It's all gone. It just literally comes off your body. Imagine how much lighter you would feel. Like you would just feel so light. Like you could do anything. You know, you could go anywhere. You feel good about yourself. You like the way you look now. Well, imagine that on the inside. You want to release the things that don't serve you. That means the relationships that make you feel bad constantly. The people, even even if that's like a a family relationship, you know, my, my boyfriend, he has had a very toxic relationship with his mom for years and we tried to have a relationship with her. Um, I love the woman to death. I know he does too, but the, just the level of toxic that she was bringing into his life every time they spoke, he was just, he was, you know, dealing with his own wounds, so he knew that that wasn't something that he was ready to take on. So he was able to, you know, say, I love you, but I have to love you from a distance and release that. And yesterday we spent Mother's Day with my family, and he was, like, so happy and overjoyed just to not have to worry about a toxic relationship and I applaud him so much for that because it takes a great level of strength to release to release something that is so close to you and something that has had such an emotional hold over you but to all of you people out there that maybe are getting a little tingle in the back of their head from hearing this 
maybe they're feeling a little bit more inspired to actually take action in their lives and to hopefully move past some of this toxic BS that we've been holding on to. Y'all, I just encourage you to open up those closets, drag all of that shit out, all of the wounds, especially the ones that hurt you the most. Go get a therapist. Like, honestly, go get a therapist. Go talk to someone. They're not going to judge you. They are literally here to help you to see what is already in you, which is goodness, which is grace, which is forgiveness. So I hope that you all were impacted by this in some way. I hope you know that this message is from the heart. I love you guys. Have an amazing rest of your week. Cannot wait to talk to you in my next episode. Have a good one.